It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Welcome back to the Cricket Podcast, where we are previewing the 2021 IPL. This is the second in our eight or nine part series, uh, depending on whether we get that live stream going. Um, We're about to move on to the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, The last one was on the Rajasthan Royals, so we're going in reverse order based on the 2020 standings. Before we do, though, uh, a quick reminder that you should click like and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching, and that you should head over to Twitter and Instagram to give us a follow at the Cricket Pod. Ross, the Chennai Super Kings, your favourite team in the IPL, talk to me. Yep, so uh, we know that some of our listeners might be new to the IPL and want to get a bit familiar with franchise city locations. Um, (laughs) So let's have a bit of background on the city formerly known as Madras. Um, We're on the east coast of India, looking out across the Bay of Bengal, and we can feel the sand between our toes and the sea breeze and our lockdown hair um, at one of its many beaches. Um, where did uh, the city's love of cricket, I hear you ask, start? Um, well, it's in 1846 the Madras Cricket Club was founded. There are rumours that Pujara and Utapa were founding members. Um, how many... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how are we going to get around this beautiful city and get around on this tour that we're doing? Don't worry, Chennai produces more than 30% of India's automobiles. It is the Detroit of Asia. Uh, we'll find something that suits us, don't you worry. Mate, we don't need a car, we need a tour bus. <laughs> well, why didn't you say so? The Chennai Mofusal Bus Terminal, or CBMT, at Koyambedu is the leading bus terminal in Asia with a 3.9 star rating on Google. Like, that is a good bus terminal, let me tell you. Um, we could go to India's largest zoo on the way to the Chipak Stadium. Um, I'm happy to do so. It's an easy drive. Um, 
but I think I'll leave it there. I think it's time for a bit of cricket. Um, do, but do you feel like you're you're enriched with Chennai knowledge? I I uh, uh, that was amazing. That was genuinely amazing. That was better than anything you're going to tell us about the Chennai Super Kings. Um, <laughs> well, a three point nine star bus terminal. <laughs> I'm I, I blown away. Uh, anyway, uh, let's continue our little journey. Um, sadly for the local CSK fans, they will not be playing any home games at Chennai this year due to the way in which um, they've set up the games. Um, what happened last year? So uh, for the first time in the franchise's history, um, other than the ones in which they were banned for, uh, they didn't make the playoffs. Um <laughs> Having no home advantage hampered the side and they failed to adapt to their new surroundings in the UAE. Um, their approach to T20 cricket just it hadn't really updated, right? They, they'd won a few um, tournaments and they, I think they just got a bit complacent, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, this resulted in a confused and inconsistent campaign and they didn't really get the best out of their big name players. Um, and by the time they started winning, uh, it was already too late. Um Jack, in terms of uh, their leadership team, they've got a um, dynamic duo of Stephen Fleming and MS Dhoni. That's, that's a pretty formidable lineup when it's uh, supported by Mike Hussey, isn't it? It's not too bad. Um, Stephen Fleming has a, a pretty formidable record as a T20 coach, if I'm not mistaken. And then obviously MS Dhoni, uh, well, all India fans will know about him and his uh, white ball leadership exploits. So they, they should, in, you know, in theory being capable hands I guess the question is uh, are those hands more capable for a side uh, from say 2015 um, than than 2021 yeah it's a fair point Um, but I think what we really need to the the crux of every sports team isn't about how good their leadership team structure is it isn't how about good how team their team members are it's about how good you look when playing cricket and they've released a new kit this year, CSK, and it pays tribute to the Indian Armed Forces. Um, so first and foremost, Dhoni is uh, is is he is he part of the paramilitary group or something like? That? He's a volunteer think, soldier. Yeah, I don't think paramilitary is the word you're looking for. I think it's no, the reserve no, no, force, isn't it? Um, yes, probably. Yeah, probably. As you can tell, <laughs> not a big army man. Uh, <laughs> um, but they they pay tribute by having camo on both shoulders, so it's very very. Uh, it's very tasteful. It will be um, difficult um, for Spider Cam to see them from above. Yeah, yeah, it is. Crazy. <laughs> but but the, and, and this is the bit. So the designers have uh, been really smart with this, though, because um, one, we should we're not going to get into the debate whether having politics, uh, military, and sports teams in a triumvirate is is a good thing. Um, we're English fans, so the poppy debate takes over our November every single year, and it's pretty tiresome. Um, what I can say though is, if you like the juxtaposition of the military and high vis wearing car park parking attendance then the CSK <laughs> kit is for you uh anyway is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some of their players so Dan uh, as Jack has pointed out three times in the last one you are a cricket analyst so this is the bit where I need you to come into your own uh Robin Utapa mm. good or bad addition to this this CSK side before I give any background on how good this team is well first of all I'm not sure if he increases or decreases their average age being 35 um but <laughs> we're going we're going increased though okay okay um uh, he's okay okay but i'm a bit mad about 35 year old coming in and probably someone who hasn't produced it over over the last year or so um i think that he fits in well with the csk group though and it's just a question of where he's used um whether he's used at the top of the order they've lost shane watson for, uh, through retirement so maybe there's a 
vacant gap at the top of the order for Utapa. Um, and it, it, how those structures is going to be pretty interesting because last year they were really right-handed heavy uh, with 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 the, their batting group last year. They've got a couple more left-handers back this year in um, Suresh Reiner. Uh, they brought in Moe Ali as well. And, and, and they've still got Sam Curran who continues to make things happen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got a few more few more left-handed options this this year. And, and Jadeja hopefully will be fit for them as well after missing the White Ball series against England. Yeah, I, I'm not, uh, this is one of the oldest playing squads in franchise history. Uh, it's got an average age of over 32, which is uh, really quite staggering. I think Imran Tahir is going to be 62 at the age of the, the first game when it's played. Um, and whilst this does bring some what wisdom and some IPL pedigree, it also brings potential fitness issues and retinal kind of get retinal ability kind of decreasing <laughs> over time. Um, nevertheless, as you mentioned, Dan, they do have IPL legends in their midst. Um, Suresh Rayner, who actually hasn't picked up a cricket bat since um, IPL 19, didn't even play last year. Um, and then Dwayne Bravo, who is the fourth wicket taker of all time in uh, the IPL. Um, and he feels like he's been around forever. And But that fits the CSK mantra, right? Uh, they have always valued kind of that experience and they've lo- they, they, they uh, prioritised that over youthful exuberance. Um <laughs> So even the most dedicated CSK fan um, knows this team has a few flaws. So you kind of talked about Dan, kind of that inconsistency, plenty of right-handers, didn't really go very well last year. Um, But with Suresh Rayner coming back, that's potentially massive for them, right? I mean, even if he's, what, 75% of the Suresh Rayner we used to have, that's going to be a pretty good addition to the side. I'm convinced. So he hasn't played, he hasn't played a lot, as you say. Uh, I think yeah, he played a couple of games in the side Mushtaq Ali Trophy, but with uh, pretty unspectacular returns. Um, and I'll just look at I've got the CSK page up on Wikipedia at the moment on one of my screens, and um, I look at his salary of eleven crore, and I think is the thirty-four-year-old version of Suresh Reina worthy of eleven crore? And I think. When you consider like Rajasthan got Sanjay Samson for eight, for example, it mm. just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Um, whether they could have released him and then looked to to reinvest last year, and in fact, as it, as it goes in terms of their auction strategy, I would have released most of their overseas players and ripped the script up completely. And the, yeah, I think it was absolute nonsense that they <laughs> retained a lot of their overseas players and particularly paid the price that that they did. I mean, if if you if you if you release Someone like Dwayne Bravo, 37 years old, I can't honestly see him going for more than six crore that they're already paying him. And uh, a couple of other players, like Santa for 50 lark, Faf at 1.6 crore. I'm not sure there would have been any takers if they got released. So there's, I've always got this strategy where in auctions, you really, with overseas players, you only really want to retain them if you can't buy them back for more, more at auction. So, uh, I think that's Mumbai did that a lot. I think they re- released five overseas players, and then they actually brought Kortanar back. So, but 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 CSK didn't do that. They really need an overhaul. The the mega auction can't come quick enough for them next year. And, and but then I wouldn't be surprised if they bought half this team back anyway next year either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's why they didn't bother this year though? Because there is that mega auction on the horizon. Because it would it would uh, given that there'll be a fairly limited player pool. If they released most mm. of their players, then they'd probably be the majority of the players up for sale anyway. <laughs> well, I don't know. With, 
with overseas players, I'm not sure yeah. that's true. Yeah, but I think they would at least had the option to bid for more than one. I mean, so Moen yeah. Ali was probably a decent acquisition. Yeah. But they also have Dwayne Bravo, Imran Tahir, Duplessis, Sam Curran, Ngidi, Hazelwood, uh, and Mitchell Santner. Now, that as, an, as you know, eight overseas players, if, if one or two of them were your third or fourth options in, of those four, the, 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 the four starting 11 overseas players that you can have, you probably wouldn't feel too bad about that. But I don't think any of them really are... Elite. I mean, Mo and Ali might be the best among them, and you know, Sam Curran's not awful. But I don't, I don't particularly rate Duplessis at the top of the order. I think lots of people are kind of scoring reasonably heavily, but reasonably slowly. Uh, Dwayne Bravo, as you says, thirty-seven. Imran to here, like he could keel over. He's <laughs> he's a COVID mortality risk. Uh, there's 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 you know some some pretty big issues. I think with keeping the eight of them and I think the other thing is and I'd be interested to hear from the three of you on this is that they don't they seem to have a lot of guys in that team who should be batting about six or seven and that puts pressure either on those players to 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 bat up the order or or, or, or on the selectors to not actually pick some of their their better players. So I mean, like let's let's look at this. I mean, Curran probably is an ideal six or seven. Moen Ali probably you want him in at six or seven. Then you've got Jadeja on top of that. Dwayne Bravo would be in the same bracket. Um, Shardul Takur again, pretty much where you want him in your lineup. Uh, even MS Doni these days probably more of a six than uh, than than someone in the top four. Ross, what do you think? Yeah, and I think this is where the, the the balance issue comes in, right? Because they've got Jadeja being back from injury is, is is huge, and he was good in the last IPL. But again, how they fit everyone into this squad, I'm just not entirely sure. And Dan, you might be able to help here. So if I was to look at that top order, is if they've got Faf, he's probably going to play in, in kind of my head. They, I think he struck at 140 last year, which is it's not not bad, is it really? But the, the batting partner he's going to go with, I mean, Guyquad strike rate wasn't great. Ryadu's strike rate, I think he did okay. But again, they've got a couple of anchors there. Rayner, as you say, hasn't played for so long. Um, and then from four downwards, it is a lottery because Dhoni last year kind of, he, he hid away, right? It's, it's not the nicest thing to say, but he had the opportunity to come in and play, but he wasn't match fit. So he couldn't go and be the Dhoni of 2018, where he averaged, what, 75 at a strike rate of 150 or uh, 2019 even, where he averaged over 80, at kind of 140-ish. So where do you see, Dan, the kind of that lineup kind of uh, kind of ending on? I suppose it's so difficult. I mean, we we we've noted that they're very sort of death hitter heavy, if you like, in terms of those players who would all all want to bat like sort of six, seven, maybe Tucker and, and as an eight kind of thing. But I mean, I I've sort of half drawn out a possible team that they might look at and sort mm. of averaging conditions and. I went with Gaikwad, Utapa, Duplessis, Reiner, uh, Moin Ali, Dhoni, Curran, Jadeja, Thakur. So that goes down to nine. So that's that's a lot of depth, but maybe you're not putting everyone in their best positions. I think Moin Ali, his best position is um, a middle middle over spin hitter. Um, and maybe at five, he's not, I mean, he might do sometimes if they lose any wickets, but the thing is, they don't lose any wickets. Their power play batting, they, they, their numbers last year were really quite poor. 
They struck at 120 in the power play with 24 balls per dismissal. And then they lacked mega intent in the middle overs. They they struck at less than 125 with 34 balls per dismissal. So there's they 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 are there's an unbalanced mentality in that there was too much wicket preservation in the middle middle order. And then they didn't because they didn't and it, that's traded off with a poor strike rate because there's always that mm. trade-off um and then they even lacked a bit of intent at the death with 16 balls per dismissal which is ridiculously high for 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 the last four overs uh not enough risks at all that they, t- that they took throughout the team and it's also worth noting as well that not only have they got those sort of stability strike rate trade-off issues but they also had the the highest they conceded the highest opposition non-boundary strike rate by some distance so basically what that means is that when the opposition teams aren't hitting boundaries they're they're rotating better against csk than any other team and it was about four runs per 100 non-boundary uh balls worse so effectively csk are giving the opposition about a four-run head start in every single match just because they've got an old team who aren't very good at fielding, basically. <laughs> and they're allowing the opposition to rotate really, <laughs> really well or turn ones into twos. So that, that, that's... You can put a price on age. Well, <laughs> so for all the all these comments that you know, they're, they're benefiting from it, age and experience and continuity, they're playing catch-up. I mean... If you're if you're giving the opposition about four runs per match in non-boundary runs extra than the af- than, than than the average team, or the worst the sec- sorry the second worst team I should say, and then you're not taking enough risks in the power play and the middle orders middle order middle overs as well. How much how many runs do you actually have to make up at the death? Do you have to strike <laughs> at like two hundred and fifty with these batters who all want to bat at six or seven to, to to catch up? I mean, it's just you're asking too much, and I think that was kind of like the the rationale of csk last year they just took, took it deep and deep and deep and then most of the time it was too deep and 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 that's and that's it was, it was boring wasn't it in the end like they took they took it deep and then had nowhere to go it was just oh great you've just uh strung this out for an extra hour than it actually needed to be brilliant uh, anyway um they do they do have a couple of uh couple of players who are potentially interesting um so gautam is probably the biggest bubble purchase um from the mini auction um, I can't see him doing it. If he is the right fit for CSK, I will be baffled. That there is, I just don't really understand what he's going to add to that team that they don't already have in that kind of space. Um, they've also got Khan Sharma in there. Uh, Deepak Chahar has got a half decent uh, bowling average in terms. It goes at less than seven point seven five and over, and was deployed at the death. I think he had some of the most dot balls in uh, the two thousand nineteen edition. But um, in terms of in, t- in terms of that lineup, that it's, it's it's difficult to find anything that I'm looking at and going, oh, there's some really good young stars coming through there. Guy Quad is is what 22, I think he is. Um, Sam Curran is about about the same, but there's there's no uh, it's, it's completely the opposite approach to what Rajasthan Royals do. Yeah. Um. Anyway, right, English players, Sam Curran and Moeen Ali in the lineup. Um. But. I don't really need to say any more on those two. Really, Sam Curran has uh, made himself even more famous with his 95 not out um, in the third ODI against uh, in India. And Moeen Ali is Moeen Ali. So um, he's uh, he's uh, living the dream. Um, historical performance. They've uh, won the tournament three times. They've been banned for two years. And they've reached the playoffs every year since, um, except for last. Um Jack, in terms of, uh, of, of their chances, do, do you think there are... The, 
is this a team that is going to be following a lots of ifs and buts in order to get to the playoff playoffs? Uh, what do you mean, like Rajasthan Royals? Are we going to have to 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 invent scenarios where players recover form that they had years ago, uh, and MS Dhoni is suddenly, you know, twenty twelve MS Dhoni, and Sam Curran continue, and Sam Curran's getting ninety five in every match? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can, can these guys do it in a hot, balmy evening in Mumbai instead of Fortress uh, Chapak? Um, so I think I think when you're assessing cricket teams in T20 cricket, one of the ways to look at the eleven or the squad or whatever is to have a think about what are they trying to do to win. So let's take England recently from the the T20 series. They're almost always thinking about how can we maximise the number of runs we score, uh, knowing that that's their strong suit uh, and and that they'll probably need those runs because their bowlers aren't very good um, or, or at least have weaknesses. They might not be bad, but they, they have, they, there are some flaws in the England, the England bowling lineup. Um, the other way of looking at it is can a batting team regularly post sort of consistent par-ish scores and then allow the bowling unit to win them games, so so I I think that if you if you want to look at it in a kind of binary world, they're the two ways to go about winning T Twenty cricket matches. Uh, I look at this CSK side, and I don't think they've got a team capable of posting big scores, and I don't think they've got a bowling unit capable of defending low ones. So, from a strategic point of view, how are you expecting to consistently win cricket matches? Would be my question, uh, and and that comes back to your question about are we going to have to invent scenarios where people become good at cricket again? Yes, we're, we're, basically, we're basically looking at the CSK side and, and we're, we have to say that it's going to take miraculous performances far above their uh, career averages for them to consistently do one of those things or just miraculous individual performances on a game-to-game basis, uh, which I just don't think is, a, is, a, is a ever a great way to set up your side. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it it does. There is a, there is a bit where there's a real loyalty around the CSK fan base, not only because Dhoni leads the side, but also because they have been so successful throughout the years, right? But there is a bit when every kind of great team that the cycle has to start again, um, and I think kind of that's where they're at at the moment. And I think they missed an opportunity here to use it as kind of a transition period to see what they could learn. They kind of just like, do you know what? Let's muddle through another tournament with people we like playing cricket with. And uh, kind of, kind of, uh, let's, let's have a nice time. Um, well, I do. Just, go on. Yeah, I was going to say the thing is, and there'll be CSK fans saying, "Oh, but but, but you can win games with individuals," and they did. Like Jadeja and Curran kind of did win them cricket matches last year by themselves. I and mean, there was that one game as well where Shane Watson and um, Faf Duplessis rolled back the years and and scored 180 for none. It was like one of the biggest partnerships in IPL history. So that you know, it can happen. Like you can do, you can rely on individuals to bail you out sometimes. But I just think, you know, in the IPL, you're trying to win eight matches to make the playoffs. That's 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 got to be what you're thinking about when you construct an eleven. And I just like, what are you expecting? Like eight times that uh, Jadeja is going to get forty or fifteen balls, or like, you know, I think you get what I'm, the point I'm driving at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, I do think they do at least have a little bit of flexibility, though. So all of that negativity, I still think they do have kind of seven bowling options, potentially in a, in a, in a starting eleven. Um, whether that's actually going to come to fruition or not, I have no idea. Um, in terms of how to beat them, um, I mean, Dan, you, you kinda, you've kind of talked about it a little bit, but just hit it on the floor about three yards away from 
most of their players and they can't catch up with it. <laughs> Uh, Ma- Max, uh, what, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this? Do you, do you think uh, ha- how would you go about beating this MS Dhoni side? Um, well, I think it was uh, a joke that you might have nearly made earlier about Rajasthan Royals, which is just turn up. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I, I think um, the the thing is, if you if you just get on top of them and and, and don't. Um, you know, just just don't give them any opportunity to to rotate the strike themselves because their batsmen are also a bit old. Um, you can you can bog them down and uh, and sort of in that middle area where you've got those people who like to come in. You mentioned at six and seven. Um, you know, if you get them in early, um, which is very easy because some of them will be batting at three and four. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, they they sort of they sort of struggle a bit. We saw that a few times, like uh, a, a bad power play, and, and it sort of ends their ends their contest. And um, and as you said, their their bowling is unlikely to be able to to pull something out of the bag. So I, I think it's I honestly think this year I can't see them doing uh, doing much at all against against anyone. And uh, they're just they're just waiting. It's just uh, an inevitable demise until we actually get to the point where they have to get rid of everyone and maybe get some new players. But it didn't well, have to be inevitable, though. It's the is the thing that I just no, can't get my head around. But it, I mean, it is now. So there is, as you'll probably all know, there's there's a famous cricket book about T uh, Twenty cricket, Cricket Two Point by Freddie Wilde and Tim Wigmore, and there's actually a chapter in that book called Why CSK Win and Why RCB Lose. So my advice, you know, to flip flip the question on its head slightly, if if CSK want to learn how not to be beaten by everyone, why don't they read that chapter of that book and think about? how you construct a cricket team in the first place. And it actually makes me passionately annoyed that we're going to have to put up with 14 matches of this filth through 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 the IPL. And also, like, the baggage... It's like Man United when they're in, in their doldrum years. I mean, I guess they sort of still are. But in the initial doldrum years, people would bang on and on and on about, like, whether Louis van Gaal was the answer or Mourinho was the answer. And it was like, it's not the answer. They're just bad. They're just bad. And you're taking up airtime. Let's talk about something exciting. <laughs> okay, so why should you support them? Thanks for teeing that up very nicely. Um, so I think we, there's, there's a bit here where like, there is a past glory element to this. I think they've got a lot of law fans, as we've kind of talked about. Um, I think they've got some like huge name players in there. So like, if South African fans are going to probably follow Faf de Plessis, if, unless they're going for Delhi Capitals of Rabada and Nokia. Um, I think there is also a bit around the, the MS Doni effect is, is massive, right? It should not be underestimated. And we'll probably get absolute pelters for this on social media and the YouTube comments. But the, these are just the facts that we're kind of laying out in front of you that Yes, they've got players who could potentially match win, and you might have a couple of exciting games, um, but we're not sure that's going to be sustainable over the over the whole tournament. I'm fully um, prepared for them to come out now and win every game. <laughs> See, Fourteen and zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect IPL series. Uh, uh, do you have a lot of respect for your elders? That'd be a tick. Follow CSK. Um, do you like buying into unrealistic dreams and fairy tales? <laughs> Guess another one. Uh, do you like the colour yellow? Another one. So um, there we go. That rounds up our army, analysis like the of army. CSK. Well, <laughs> do we have uh, anything from the twit, Ross? Uh, I I think I've covered the majority of it in uh, some of those bits. If I'm perfectly honest. So all um, right. I think um, there was a question around Sam Curran being used up the order. Um, I think he's one of those people who he's, he's a capable player, and I think he was. Oh, they tried him in every position in IPL 20, pretty much, and I think there is an opportunity for Sam to. 
end up burgeoning his T20 reputation. Um, but how well he does that, I don't know. Is he an opening batsman? I'm not sure. Dan, what the, what do the numbers say? Okay, so Sam Curran, I think, is actually kind of turning into a, a batting all rounder or a bowler, a batter who bowls a little bit. To be honest with mm. you, um, so over the last three years, he's hit over twenty percent balls to face for boundaries, which is a really, really strong number. The average is about sixteen percent, so so hitting twenty one percent odd is is really quite impressive. And also, out of those seven percent of balls faced sixes as well, which again is elite level number. Mm. So this is a player with with really good intent, really good. Um, uh, boundary intent and also six hitting intent as well. So power has power mentality is 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 actually really really good, uh, which makes a complete mockery of England batting Chris Jordan ahead of him. Uh, um, but, but I think we spoke about that one before. Um, uh, the thing with with CSK, I look at their batting lineup and I think where is the fear factor? So I, I look at say four years say ago. Had a, well, yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> but I look at like this, say you have a team of like Guy Quad Utapa, Duplessis, Rayadu, Reina, or something along those lines. And I think, where's the guy who's gonna hit you out of the match? And and they don't that I don't think there is a player in that. And out of those players, um Reina is is the only left-hander as well. So they're gonna have that same problem potentially unless they move Sam Curran up the order to try and make things happen at the top, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Um, there is the- Go on, Jack. I was going to say, there's one last question from Twitter, then I think we should just, for time's sake, keep move on. Uh, Prashana asks, and I think this kind of is thematically good, because this is maybe what it will take. Who will be the X-Factor player for CSK? A terrible way at looking at a cricket team, I think. But if one player is going to make all the difference, you know, who are you saying, Ross? So I think um, this is the this is the big bit for Moeen Ali to kind of step up. It was like eight hundred thousand uh, pounds. It was a huge outlay for them, but it, it was him or Glenn Maxwell, right? Glenn Maxwell didn't hit a six in the last IPL. So there is a bit where for Moeen Ali, he could come out and really, really, look, as a swan song of his career, go off into the sunset with a bigger contract and bigger contracts as he's going through for the last what five years of his deal. Cool. Um, Should we draw a line under CSK? I'm sure we'll get to talk about them again um, at other points in the tournament, but I think we've previewed them well. Yeah, I think there's one last thing to it. If you like the Road Safety World Series, then you'll love watching CSK. (laughs) Great way to end. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 